on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Anne-Marie O'Dwyer, chatting all things the psychiatry of cancer. I want to say that it's very common to be very distressed, to have a very prominent psychological response to cancer, that they are not alone that lots of other people feel in that way and that it's important for them to have information. Information is power, but it has to be the right information. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. This week on the Indo-Daily. I actually don't believe right that priest said I have any harm. He just like thought I knew. But that's how I found out Miriam Martina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star Stormy Daniels? We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as that, the procurement of weapons. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. They were Morgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald, oh Fitzgerald is coming back inside! Let's have another! Darcy O'Driscoll oh. through the legs, Rob Carney, out to Fitzgerald again, step and score, number two for him! Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's Rugby Podcast. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio, as always, by Luke Fitzgerald and by two special guests, Leinster stars James Tracy and Rory O'Loughlin. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Here. And fair play to you for fronting up after a defeat. I know it's a lot easier to do these things after uh, maybe a win, Rory, but uh, we were chatting a bit off air. Close defeat to Toulouse, but it must have been some occasion to be a part of, like one of the, one of the all-time great European occasions by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Never feels that way after losing, though. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. It's harder to see the good parts of it, I suppose, when you come back from a loss. But playing in France in the Iron Cup or European Cup is always a massive occasion. I think it's a very difficult place to go and win. And I was over there two years ago as travelling reserve for the semi-final against Claremont. And the atmosphere, atmosphere was very similar. Like um, Their crowd are just full of energy and non-stop. And even when we were getting off the bus, like they were there. Was there a big crowd around yeah, the bus? Like, yeah, like had us well, as we were walking in, they were giving us loads. Like so, oh, really? yeah, oh, nice it, get, it gets you up for the game. Like yeah, in fairness, yeah. and it's it's massive occasion. They make it huge. Like so, it's good. And people always ask about that stuff. They always go. I always think you know if you haven't played in them, they'll kind of be like, oh, you know, was it intimidating? Was the atmosphere? You know, and you're kind of saying it's kind of when you're playing the match, it's never intimidating. I've never been in a place where I was like, you know, what's it like facing the hacker? It's great. Like you, you play, you, you, you face those things and you have all these intimidating, so-called intimidating atmospheres. I think you kind of rise to the occasion. The only, there's difficult parts where you can't like hear each other and different parts like that. But um, I never found those things intimidating. I'm sure you lads are, do you feel the same way about those things? Like, as you say, did it kind of get you up for the game? You're kind of buzzing for it. It's yeah, not intimidating like, is it? Absolutely, yeah. Like just as you come off the bus, I, I remember listening to my headphones and then you could hear them over the headphones. Oh, really? Kind of took off my headphones. I was like, Jesus, this is, this is gonna be some some atmosphere, some game, and even at the warm up, like they were getting noisy, and then as as kickoff came around, it was just non-stop, and it's it's obviously massive advantage to the home team if things are going their way, but also silencing that crowd is a massive way of yeah. building your own momentum in a game. So uh, it is it's a great occasion to play, and it's obviously incredibly tough to play over and win over there, and that's what we found on the weekend. And James, for you, I guess as a hooker, one part of the crowd that that will be more pertinent for you is you know when you're getting ready to take a line out, getting the calls right, even the pressure when you have everyone shouting, you know, in your ear. 
there was it was like a few tough moments, I guess, on the weekend. Did that did that have any impact? Uh, we try like obviously the the noise of the crowd uh, definitely makes a difference. But as long as you're like I'm kind of looking down the line and and uh, we have like our our different triggers or whatever. But um, because of that, it kind of like takes the noise um, of the crowd out of it. But uh, of course, like you're not completely uh, oblivious as. as People might say, you know, I'm completely in the zone. Like you're somewhat aware of the energy, but you mightn't be listening. You can't hear words or anything, but you can definitely feel like the energy, whether it's your own crowd or an opposition crowd. Um, like Lukey was saying, like it's you don't feel intimidated by it. You just feel that that you know it's like being on a concert or something like that. You just feel like you know the what's going around in in the massive crowd and like that energy that people are giving off. And James, in modern sport, the word process is used quite a lot. And be interested to hear what the difference was like post Toulouse versus post Wasps in terms of when you're reviewing the game and when you're going back over to the team. Because I'm sure there was elements of the Wasps game that you probably nitpicked, even though you won very well. And likewise, there was probably elements of the Toulouse game that you're positive about, even though you lost. Like, is it a fairly similar review process, regardless of how big your win is or how tough the defeat is? Yeah, it's exactly the same, apart from the anxiety levels of everyone going into the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monday morning. Exactly. Keep the head down. The oh. back row is always filled up the quickest. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like obviously in in that Wasps game, like that, like I think, Everyone's I think up the front for that one. <laughs> yeah, well, like it was different. Like that was the you know the first kind of fifty minutes won that game for us. You know, and and it was actually really close for those fifty minutes. Um, you know, like the the turning point being us playing out uh, before half time and then getting that yellow card then getting a try and then we come out and we score straight away after half time and i think you know you know we, we played some really good stuff but like it was it was actually a really tough game you know like the scoreline definitely flatters like the effort that went into that game um, and there definitely was improvements and stuff like that but um coming home coming home from from a game like that everyone is just you're so disappointed and and you you naturally you you focus on the negatives. Well, I feel like when you win, you definitely focus on the positives a bit more when you're going in. So the the actual process of when we go in doesn't change, but I think everyone's kind of mindset going in does. And I think when it's all put in perspective, then you're kind of in the same spot and then we turn the page. I know you probably think, oh yeah, this is the same crap you hear it all the time, but that's literally how our day goes. We go in, we review, and then we turn the page to um, like Treviso this week. But Rory, it must have been pretty difficult over the last week after the Wasps game we had so many people Luke included talking about how this is one of the greatest groups of all time you know this is Lawrence Lallio said it was like the all blacks you know as good as the all blacks team stuff like all this kind of stuff it must be hard to filter it out really, completely just, you just love it you stick a knife it's in true. every it's time true. why would I why would I not sorry, bring it up at, sorry ignore me I'm just yeah it's me and Will <laughs> issues being yeah go on and I, sorry. Uh, I think it is obviously it's a massive uh, like it's a tough thing to do is to filter out all this noise and people are saying how good you are, whatever, and making these crazy comparisons. But that's. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> but like, uh, you have to just. That's that's the, the task, I suppose, you're dealt when, uh, when you are defending champions and when you're playing good rugby. You can't get carried away with that. You have to just go about your business as you always have been doing and what's gotten you to that position. And I think maybe that was. A downfall we had last week, who knows? Like that could sub we could have been complacent a bit subconsciously, but uh, it's it's just the way it is, I suppose. When you're playing well and you're winning trophies, team people like to make these comparisons. And when we talk about the development of this Leinster team, James, and how successful they've been over the last couple of years, it's easy to go back to 
the Leinster Bath fixture in the Champions Cup, I think it was maybe January 2016 when Leo Cullen brought in yourself and a couple of other young players and the team had lost their previous four games in the pool and they played really well and won that game and a lot of the young players went really well and it kind of started this new era in a way. Like I, I don't know what you remember about that game in particular or the build-up to it. Did it feel like a page was being turned or, or, or Leo and the coaching staff were trying to bring in new blood or start a new era? Oh, I remember it well. That was my first European start. Um, and I think for on a, from a selfish point of view, that was my main memory was because it was my first European start. And, of course, I remember the win and everything that went with it. Um, even the feeling, the build-up, though, of the week, it's, yeah. it's different. You know, European weeks are just different. No matter how much you try and make every week the same, it just is a different feel about it. And, and just getting a taste for that... Um, with you know that like the the new crop of lads like you said, um, we Man got Flora got a good try that day. For yeah, yeah. So you got you had a, you had a few good carries as well. I remember. Um, yeah, towards the end. Yeah. No, I remember. Speaking nice of, no, you did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying tip, to remember. I played the game, East, I think, but there were, yeah, you did actually. Yeah. But you remember there was a few because it was it was interesting because it was the first time I'd seen you in in a big game and it's it's funny like you need to see how guys... Like, it's funny how different people react. Some people don't get off to a great start or well, whatever. Well, what was your... What were, you, what were you thinking when Leo came in and said, I'm going to bring in all these young players? Were you thinking this is a good thing? Or were you thinking, I don't think this is the right thing to do? No, I thought it was the right thing to do. Like, you could clearly see Leinster were in, in a building phase, you know? And, and you see, like, obviously Rory here as well would have known, like, you have guys like Gordon Darcy retiring, you have Brian O'Driscoll retiring, you have Johnny Sexton had left, I think. And had Ben Teo there, but there was still like there was lots of movement around the team, and you could see lots of young guys coming in. Your Ross Maloney's were kind of hanging around almost there at that at that point. I think towards the end of the year he got in for the final, I think, um, against Connacht in twenty sixteen, if I if, I, if I'm yeah. right. Um, and there was lots of young guys coming into the team. It was important to do that. Like a team will always go through those phases. Now I think can you manage it a bit better? Um, I'd say Leinster probably could have managed it a bit better, and it was definitely difficult times. But I actually feel like it actually really benefited this group a lot. Um, I, I was probably I was at a different stage in my career. Obviously, I was hoping to go on a few more years, but that was a difficult period. I thought it was definitely the right thing to do, and I thought the lads had actually done the hard yards. Tracy done the old uh, the tackle bagging and the what was that? What was that? Remember the suit. <laughs> used to have tackle, this yeah, tackle suit. Yeah. suit. We used to have this thing. So <laughs> Tracy, every anytime we you know I remember like you could just say uh, Dom Dominic Ryan was was another guy who I saw doing that stuff before, who was a great player as well. Went on to be a, a cracking player. Um, but we used to have this thing where they, one of the young guys in the academy who was like a good poacher and we used to do these rooking drills and they'd have this young guy in there and he'd be getting killed, like absolutely killed. But it's a big tester of how you come back and if, you keep, if you're up for the fight. Uh, and that was kind of what I knew. It's funny, we talk about the games and it is interesting to watch guys perform in the bigger stages, especially, you know, the line out throwing and the technical parts. That's, you know, that takes a few games, I think, to settle in. It's like kicking, you know. Um, I think it takes a long time to get really comfortable with that stuff. I, I would be my view in the technical parts. But are you tough enough? And you can see it actually in training. You know, I remember seeing it with Dominic Ryan getting killed. Shane Jennings was killing him. Um, like following him around, kicking his head, all sorts of stuff. But he kept getting getting back in there. And um, I always thought the same with you. And it was great to see because, it, no, it's funny. You have all these moments you never see it, but you know then because people are up for the fight. And they're the people who are going to who are gonna keep Anything keep with Rory. Rory, well, we, we, were, we were playing yeah, against each other now. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Loco took my place and I'm finishing my career. Um, but no, it is funny because you do see and you, and you learn loads. I mean, I remember you coming into Irish camp, um, you know, and I remember thinking, it must have been like th that experience for you 
it must have been fantastic. You don't really have as much of you. You didn't get the old tackle back treatment like the forwards, but uh, or the, the tackle yeah. soon on. But yeah. it's that must have been because I never got to do it. I, I just kind of went straight in. I had to learn um, fairly quickly. But when you're in the camp, I thought Joe was really good. He brings lots of young guys in. Did you? Was that a massive learning experience for you? Yeah, it happened yeah. so quickly, doesn't it? It's all over like that. If yeah. you if you one foot piece of footwork and it's just done in the backs. Did yeah. you find that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I was in the go- I think that was before the the last World Cup. I was in a good bit. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Because I wasn't playing. I, Nor was I. I. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have been like still in the academy, and mm. I wasn't really in with the first training much. Yeah. So I ended up getting called out most days just to train with them before uh, before they went off. And like I remember, I would only been a centre back then, but I'd be thrown on the wing and stuff. And like it's not like mm. you're just thrown on the wing to stay on the wing. Like it. You get given out for being out of position. <laughs> Everyone you know, gets given yeah. out in, in Joe Schmidt's yeah. camps. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like even if even if you don't know, like you've never done it before, you're kind of expected to learn quickly. And like yeah. in fairness, the lads in there, I remember training a good bit with Keith Earls and stuff. And even yourself, I was in there with you a bit. Like they'll help you out. And like you learn quite quickly in there as well because you're put under pressure and the standard's so high. And like what's at stake in those camps as well for players trying to yeah. fight for selects and stuff. You don't really want to make them look bad if you're the one in there <laughs> I was thinking of surviving you know? myself I, yeah. I, was on, I was in my own paddle boat I was rowing away I was doing my own yeah. thing when I went in to be honest it must with be you. a bit bizarre for you at the time though I guess you hadn't really played for a Leinster senior team yet but yeah you're in training with the Ireland team I know probably just to, to kind of help out with the numbers and stuff like that but that must have been a bit strange but also you know, great for your development yeah yeah it, was, it is strange like definitely like there's a few of us did it that year I think Josh Josh Van der Flyer was in with me a good bit and he ended up getting capped that following year, like mm. less than twelve months later, like so. Adam Byrne was in as well. Yeah, Adam and there's a few, a few guys. Most of that, I think Gary was in as well a good bit. That's right. Like everyone kind of goes through it. But, so Jordan uh, was in, wasn't he? And uh, Made Jordan Lover. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Conway did he, that as well. Himself and Brendan Mackin came into Leinster when they were in school. Oh yeah, heard it. And they were they like they absolutely schoolless, and we were like. I think we had a Heineken Cup the week, like two or three weeks later. We were like, don't bring those lads back. <laughs> but well, no, was funny. the same, was he? Yeah. Well, uh, he'd been in before he'd even been into Leinster. And, you know, like the he brought in and, you know, he'd be like, oh, uh, oh I wasn't actually there. But I remember if you, like the Munster lads or something said, if you Leinster lads, oh, it's a new Leinster lad in. And the Leinster lads kind of looking over and like, oh, I've never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's this unbelievable yeah. talent. I, yeah, he is. I watched him do a thing in the the Dragons match. Just remember, did you see the, the kick? Oh, the, the, the touch. kick. Yeah, oh, yeah, did you see that? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to be one of those guys who just like. What's he like at training? Is he just pulling this stuff out all the time? Once a week, he'll have one yeah, weird, like, cool thing. Like, one yeah, he definitely, like, yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, I would say once once a week, there's definitely something that he does freakish. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's he's exciting, isn't he? Yeah, he's great, great little talent, isn't he? Yeah, he's super talent. And Locker, just in terms of yourself there, because I mean, it's funny because we would have been kind of training all the time together and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it is great. I mean, I've really, I've really enjoyed watching you progress. You know, do you feel like those things, the early parts where, you know, and obviously you're still learning, still very young. Um, but like, how do those early things kind of shape you? Like, what were your impressions when you came away from it? Like, I, because sorry to speak to my own experiences of it I remember going in training with Drico when he was in the pomp you know he was he was unbelievable when he was at the at the height sorry obviously unbelievable throughout his whole career but um, himself and Doris in the centre I remember just like picking up things from them going geez, and I remember things happening in train and I was like Oof, I completely missed that do you know what I mean and, and then I, I put one foot out of position and it's over like it's just at that level it, it's hard to explain to people who haven't like who haven't done it but if you put one foot, piece of footwork wrong it's it's done. Did you find that any of those kind of experiences kind of stand out to you? Or? Yeah, I, I remember like going in early, like the first few senior sessions I didn't answer. It would have been like myself, 
Keen Keller and Gary would have been kind of going up at the same time to train with the first. That's right, yeah, yeah. And like you'd you kind of it's just completely different to uh, like underage session or whatever. You'd kind of not like sluggishly go try to defend someone, but like you'd be kind of casual enough, and in a second you're getting stepped clean in front of everyone, and it's kind of. Yeah. You made a mug of quickly enough. But you like, learn quick that way. Yeah, exactly. I think that's then, the way to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's your first session's probably your worst and you get kinda given out to a bit and they're not really they don't really hold back on the young lads, which is a good thing. Yeah, it you is know what definitely. I mean? yeah, uh yeah. but at the same time, like senior players and Leinster are very good for giving you help. Like Isa was one of the main ones for us right. when we were always in there, like especially for me. I when I moved onto the wing, I would have played like very little, maybe two or three games in the IL. And then I was thrown in to play, uh, I think it was my second start. I was on the wing against Munster and Di Viva. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Issa was, at, <clears throat> Issa was on the other wing and Rob was at fullback. And like for that whole week, couldn't really ask for two more experienced yeah. guys to be there with you, you know what I mean? And, and Rob's great it. in the positional stuff, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, really good at it in fairness now, yeah. Yeah, so like, it is, it's it's a very challenging environment to get thrown into. And I think the hardest thing for me would have been early on you'd be up with the seniors maybe one day and then you wouldn't be back with them for two or three weeks so yeah, yeah. you're in and out but once you're in consistently you, the improvement you make I think is massive and did he used to get very technical with you? did he talk much about your positioning what you're thinking in different like I always think people well I, people are always asking me that kind of stuff like about uh, like who talked to you when you were like what, what, what were they kind of talking to you about and I always remember um, it was actually Kurt McQuilk it was actually coach was, was brilliant for me in terms of defensive positioning uh, like what you should be thinking like where, where you're like oh I'll buy time for the guys on the inside or Dricko was great as well uh, just talking about body positions I remember Doris as well t- always gave me some great tips about what he was thinking and it always, it's great to hear other people kind of they try to shorten the learning curve a bit for you did you find was there yeah. anyone like obviously Issa was great for that Were there, would you talk about that, that uh, stuff with him my chat with Issa wouldn't probably have been as technical, if you know what I mean. He mm. was all about kind of building up confidence in yeah. me and in the younger players and, like, it's kind of encouraged you to do what you do, like, well or what you, he thinks you do well or what's gotten you into that position, I suppose. He'd encourage you to play your own game and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, there are... I, I talked, like, you'd learn a lot. I've learned a lot of Robbie as he's come in. He's got so much experience. He's only a year older than me, but he's yeah. played at that level for so Great long. Players, isn't he? Yeah. He's like he's been around for... Ever? Yeah. Yeah. Great player. Jeez, I think he is. I'm, I'm, every time I watch him, I actually thought against Wasps, he was like the unsung hero. He, the amount of work he gets through. Yeah. Like he's he's still as raw as he was. I, like I, I know he's a polished, like, you know, what, a nearly a 50 capper probably, whatever he is internationally. But for me, I just look at him and I'm thinking, he just has an unbelievable engine. Like he just is, and he's going like 100% into yeah. everything. He's someone you just want to play with. You Great know, player, isn't he? Yeah. But uh, mm. on, on the, the Rob mm. position, I think it's something he probably doesn't get enough credit for. And it's something that I actually notice as a hooker is that when Rob's playing, you have way less line outs, you know, close to your line playing mm. out. And, you know, it's something that like Joe obviously values a lot in Rob and that like, it, you know, with pressure wise, like because his his, uh, his grass cover is so good, like you end up that like I think there was some stats maybe a year ago where Ireland didn't have a, like a five meter exit for like two seasons or something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Where, like he, yeah. he doesn't get credit for that off the kind of like mainstream people, but it definitely affects the team. And that you haven't you know, got me here, Tracy. Mainstream. Sorry, I just I just say from from yeah. like a, even mm. from a hooker's point of view, you know, like yeah. the the pressure that he can because of his positioning the knock on effect that has and that you know you don't have as many of those exit line outs and, yeah, big time, and yeah. then the whole team is you know just scrambling to get out and then 
they're energy sapping though. It's hard to explain those moments, I think, to you know when you're watching a game and people will talk about the ebbs and flows of it and they're saying and they'll talk about lots of pressure building. It's actually it's it's having to do like high pressure things. It takes a huge amount of energy out of you. Like having to defend like constantly or having to again, as you say, have pressure lineouts and pressure positions and having to deliver perfectly and all those things. It it's it's hard to explain it this, I think, but it's I always think it's the nervous system. It takes a lot, Eddie. It's pressure, pressure, pressure. Whereas if you can inflict that on other teams, someone breaks. That's when they make a mistake. But James, how does it feel when you're standing on your five meter line, massive match, and you have to hit your man? (laughs) Not great. (laughs) It's it's kind of it's something I've had to like get better at. In that I used to like think of obviously the consequence of what you know mess up would be. Dumbass, dumbass, dumbass. Like that, yeah. You can't you can't play any sport at a high level like that. but yeah, I'm not gonna say it isn't demoralizing if you'd stand up from say a scrum or it's been reset three times in their half, and then all of a sudden you've you've a five meter exit, you know, where they've managed to kick it well. down and it's, it's about <laughs> dribble all the way out. The way you're looking at it, but like don't really want to deal with this. Kick it up, yeah, kick it up. Don't really want to deal yeah. with this. Right? It's funny when like Rory was talking about his development as a young player. For you, it was a lot different because you weren't a hooker to begin with. Like one day, Joe Schmidt, I think, suggested yeah, yeah. it and he would learn a completely new skill set, like like learning to write left-handed, I'd imagine, at the start. But like that must have been very tough. It, yeah, it, it was just, it took a while before I felt comfortable, definitely. Um, but it was something that was kind of like, I was at a point, or he said to me, you know, if I wanted to even consider playing internationally, that I, I wouldn't make it as loose. And he was like, 100% right. Like, I don't have the frame anywhere near it. Uh, or strength to be playing loose head internationally. If you look at the, like the the big boys, King Healy's, Healy's, Jack yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a million miles off that. So mm. it was just kind <clears> of putting the head down and, and getting the hours because of you know so many hours behind. You know, if you are at bounce the ten thousand hours theory, that's kind of what I base my training off, and that I had so much to catch up on. So. I used to see you practicing the throne all even, the time. Yeah, I pra- I'd be in doing some... I was, yeah. I was injured, would you believe? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, still, <laughs> it's, it's something that I still have to work on all yeah. of the time, but I definitely, the last few years, I feel like really comfortable. You know, I feel like it is my position I have for now the last couple of years. But before that, the ball would be kicked out, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mentally, it must have been very tough, because I guess not being a natural hooker, it's not something you've been doing since you were, you know, 8, 9, 10, so... It's a very new skill, and the newer skills you have, I guess, they aren't maybe honed under pressure, like if you've been doing them all your life. But you're a nice yeah. footballer. I mean, I'm surprised to hear you say it. Was like, I, I, I would always have thought, because you're a nice passer of the ball as well. I've, you've seen, we've seen a few of the behind the backs and stuff as well. You've got nice skills in that. Like, as, you know, as in your natural no, footballer. So I, I always would have thought, it's funny, I obviously knew you made the move across, but I just, watching you throw, uh, and you're talking to a winger here now, but you know, I did watch a good, a good few throws out in the wing uh, when I was doing nothing else, or nothing better. Doc, I'll tell you that as well. You get to watch a good bit of the game out there. But it's funny, you look like a natural at it. Obviously, you work at it. But I was surprised to hear that that was something that you were kind of like, oh, geez, obviously, maybe you're just, probably just when you're starting, though. Yeah, but well, yeah, the first few years. But I wouldn't call myself a natural at anything, really. I'm more of a grafter, really? to be honest. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm, you have nice hands and stuff, though. Like, lots crap of f- at everything that I do for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's, but it is, it's interesting to, to when you... Do you know when you actually... We've had lots of people on, on, on the show, and it's really funny. We'd leave you on the show there last year, and it was interesting to hear him talk about, like... You know, you think he's bulletproof. You walk around Leinster and you're like, yeah. he walks <laughs> in the first week, like, who's your man? Like, he's you know, he, he's already bulletproof. He hasn't even played, you know what I mean? Um, but in in his own mind, he was, you know, it's funny. I, I would never have thought that of you, is basically what I'm saying. Because yeah. when I talked to him, or when we talked to him, 
he was saying he kind of there was parts in his career where he kind of doubted himself. You know, he kind of was he wasn't sure he was playing rugby when he was in fourth year in school or fifth year in school or he was kind of playing for the thirds. Kind of got picked for the seconds, got picked for the first event. He's like, actually, I'm not too bad at this thing. But it's funny when you hear that. That uh, yeah, do you have any of those kind of things, Locke? Or would you, would you be doubting yourself, or would you have? I mean, you, you're kind of you always struck me as a kind of a calm guy, fairly clear on 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 lots of things. Like I would be high strung, as you can tell here. Um, but you seem like a very calm guy, very collected. Uh, well, like you'd be considered, I would have thought. Uh, would you have any doubts ever, or would you be always always been confident? Uh, like it's weird enough because I would never have been massively confident going through school playing rugby because I was never say like the best or best player on the team or stuff. It wouldn't have been till around six year that I would have seen it as a potential career when I started playing like underage mm-hmm. with Leinster in Ireland or whatever. And then I came out came out of school and went into the sub academy for a year, but ended up injuring my shoulder. I had to get two operations on my shoulder, so I didn't play. I played probably six games. Mm. in two seasons where I did two seasons of a sub-academy which most people would only do one mm-hmm. uh, and then I ended up getting a, an academy deal just because they kind of took a risk on me took a chance on me and uh, even then once I got into the academy it took me a while to get my confidence back I think first and second year in the academy I didn't really didn't play much A's was training the odd time with the seniors but like never properly trained with the seniors like I think it was more of just filling the numbers kind of stuff at the start uh, so it wouldn't have been till probably three years ago when I was in my final year of the academy. I got a run uh, in the preseason and stuff, and like that, I remember going into that season like my confidence would have been pretty low to be honest. Like mm. you be quite you kind of question stuff when you're not playing well. You know what I mean? You're playing AIL every week and mm. then going in and out of the setup on the weekend. You're not playing games for an answer, so it's it's tough to kind would of have you, much confidence. You know? Would uh, you be a big man for like goal setting and stuff for? Recently, yeah, but back then probably not hmm. enough. I wouldn't have had made goals probably in those early years in the academy, but that was probably where I fell down, I suppose. But it's it's weird how like one or two good games can kind of completely flip your Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think like playing in, in, in the kind of bigger games and actually doing all right or, you know, uh getting out of it what you wanna get out of it, like that gives you so much more confidence. Um I find anyway in, in in myself and and like first like on the on the throne front like practice kind of gives me confidence in that way if I know I put in the the hours it gets me to say 80% of like I'm 80% confident while you know being able to execute in like high pressure moments when you've done it before then that gives you like yep. that extra few percent but until you actually do that like you can practice in front of no one all you want and until you're 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 there and you need to execute under pressure like you don't know how you're going to react and would you do like a lot of visualization for the throwing and you always hear lots of people like do you, do you, before the game i remember um there's lots of lots of different people at different techniques kev mclaughlin was a big man for obviously the hardest work in the room as always big kev but he was literally doing li- like he was picturing lineouts and doing stuff in his kitchen before games about his footwork and his timing and stuff. He was like, did you do anything like that? Any anything where because obviously you're I, I've seen yourself and obviously Sean Cronin, you know, practicing on that thing, whatever that thing is in the yeah, gym, that is, in the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. throwing to each other. They have I've like been a, up there a bit actually. Yeah, yeah. Have you been up there as well? Tracy has you up there as well. Um, but um, I mean, yeah, Luke McGrath used to swim with you as well. He'd be yeah. practicing the pass and then throwing to Lukey, so the two of them be doing their own thing. But um, like. Are you visualizing games? Are you visual? Are you doing any of that stuff? Yeah, I give myself scenarios and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, maybe for like the last five throws, where I just 
give myself a, a scenario and try execute on uh, on whatever call we have for that week or mm-hmm. Champions Cup final last row kind of scenario. <laughs> you know? um, on your line, we need yeah, the ball back. <laughs> we, no, no, nothing kind of yeah. as much as you mm. tried it. Nothing replicates like the actual course, uh, feeling. Yeah. Like you know, like coming on the last day, um, you know, like it was every every single. Uh, you know, line it was high pressure or whatever, but I think like experience gained from before definitely helped me in in um in my preparation for that and uh doing a bit a bit of work with like Gary Keegan does uh kind of like mental stuff this year and like I uh, had a session with him and like he kind of gave me a few different things as well like just to help you calm um using a like a a black dot of my hand to oh. help me to kind of I look at that before I I go to throw and that just kind of like helps me. Just think about nothing else apart from what I'm about to do. Well, oh, really? That's some interesting. Work. Well, I, I, I've I must so get one of those black dots on my computer yeah. and work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was just. Yeah. <laughs> I had one on my hand one game and it didn't look at it one sec. So I think it's kind of depends. Like. Yeah. But you're there always person. walking around the front row, lads. Yeah. So yeah. Loads Doing of looking at stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't buy into the mental side no, of it. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I think it's at very all, personal. Like, it is a very yeah. personal thing. Like that'll work for you. Like you have, uh, you'll have a moment. But I have where a chance, exactly. Yeah, I have to get the ball. And, and, yeah, and but you have it. chances as well. Like I had a few things. I always wrote a few things down, a few little bits, just kind of confidence boosters every now and then. If I'd had made a mistake or things had gone well, just to refocus or whatever. But. Like lots of people have different messages. That's interesting. You use the black dot. Do you have anything that you kind of have you a breathing exercise or anything? Because you know when you have a moment when you're out in the wing to to rest. Very few now, JT. Honestly, we work hard <laughs> out there. But um, any any uh, anything you use, any any methods or any kind of co- like things. I'm going to say coping mechanisms, but like any things to help you cope with the pressure or to keep delivering on your potential. Uh, yeah, like we like would work on mindfulness sessions. A good bit. We did it last year. A good bit. And Issa took a good few of them. A few of the lads, and it's more about practicing just kind of know what like being able to notice when you're distracted or when you're lingering on a mistake and that's something I've had to work at it was something Stu actually said to me in my first year mm. was that he'd notice if I missed a tackle or gave a bad pass that I'd be like visibly pissed off for like five ten minutes mm. in a game which is insane to think that's like a good majority of the game you're lingering on a mistake like, whereas that's like you could eradicate that mistake in, in the next play like do you know what yeah. I mean uh, so that's something I'd focus on I've practiced kind of being able to realise when I'm lingering on a mistake and being able to kind of tell myself to get out of that and focus on what's next and it's obviously it's a difficult enough thing to do especially it depends how big the mistake is like <laughs> I've had a few of them yeah, myself yeah, yeah. I, I, listen I know the feeling <laughs> it's yeah. awful it's really hard to move like it is it's a hard I found it really difficult myself uh, and I wouldn't say it was my best trait you know and it's, it's amazing as you say like the opportunity, like there's going to be opportunities to get it back. Well, I hope you hope there's opportunities to get it back, but even still, like yeah, it's impossible. Like when you when you think about the expectations you're placing yourself about not making mistakes in a game, playing against 15 other yeah, yeah. professional rugby players, that they wouldn't. There isn't one circumstance in the game where you do something wrong, or they do something well, or whatever it may be. Um, it's 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 interesting. It's lot, lots of sports people talk about that. I wasn't good at myself, to be honest with you. I found it really difficult, even throughout my whole career. Can you relate yeah. to that, James? <clears throat> Uh, never actually, makes mistakes. No, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's 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 so hard to get over, but I think like that's like a, they put a lot of like effort and uh, in time into trying to teach us how to deal with that and, and being like next moment focused. Uh, but I think it, it's a skill that needs to be practiced because no matter what, when something like that happens, it does have such an effect on you. I mean, it's because you care so much, you know, like, yeah. and you understand the impact it has on everyone. It's not just you, you know, when you make a mistake, it's not just you who's, uh, who's like, it's happened to you. You've, you've let the team down. 
and you know everyone has like worked so hard and everything like that so you just don't want to like let anyone down um i think that's a contributing factor to why people probably dwell on stuff and why you're, you're like your people are hard on themselves as well mm. um but it's as i said you need to learn how to get better at doing this hey we're just talking <laughs> about uh you, you touched on it there i suppose um Stuart lancaster you know and he's obviously you know himself and leo i think have had a massive impact there. I mean, talk talk to us about maybe maybe you might talk a little bit about Leo because obviously you're probably touching like you, you probably more touch points with him in terms of line out and and feedback from him. I might ask you, Loco, about about uh, Stuart um, and probably Felipe as well. Um, but uh, I mean, how, how have you found Leo? Because we you've been, I think since you've come in, you've seen the evolution. You know, because he came in definitely too early to the job. He'd say, I'm sure he'd say that himself. He was hoping to do it definitely down the line. Um, but he ended up in there a little bit earlier because you know Leinster obviously Matt had left and, and whatever the situation was there. But um, how have you found him evolving? Like, do you think he, do you see him growing as a coach all the time every year? Hundred percent. And I, I think um, the way it's structured at the moment, anyway, like it suits everyone so well. Mm. I think the personalities are like Leo's. It, it, Leo's strengths are being used to maximum. Um, but it's funny, you know, I came into the squad and like Leo's the uh, captain of Leinster at that stage. Oh, um, did you got you got the last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't got the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, my first memory of Leo was uh, trying to swim through a mall and he was like fish hooking me. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> with, my, with my tackle suit on. That does sound like <laughs> Leo in fairness. Me and Ty Byrne getting killed. God, I forgot you would have yeah, played. Yeah, so I, I would have yeah, played yeah. with him before, before he was a yeah. coach. And then, um, like, he was. You're he was, not one was, of the old guards, JT, are you? What age are you? I am, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you played Leo. Yeah. That'll be one of those things there, like, four or five years when the young lads come in and they're yeah. like, you play with Leo Cullen. Like, honestly, the people ask me, I was like, yeah, I play with Reggie Corrigan. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's like, or Malo Kelly. Like, great, oh, great blokes. But yeah, it's, it's sorry, keep no, going there. Definitely not one of the young lads anymore. Yeah. on to it. But, um, no, and you, like, you would have known him then, like, just how he thinks and how he ticks. Like, he hasn't changed at all. He's just mm. now on the other side. Um, you know, in, in his preparation and, and their detail and everything like that. Um, and obviously, you know, like, he, he loves to line out, like, the mall and, and everything like that. And, um, I think like we're we're lucky to have him, and he like he has a tough job of obviously like selection and and stuff like that, which I'm sure isn't easy for him. But you know like it's obviously not easy for us either. It looks you... easy. I remember getting on. I was on the end of a few of those droppings. <laughs> I was saying, Leo, man, we're pals. Like <laughs> you can't do this to me. Yeah. But uh, no, it is. It, it's like he, he, in fairness, now he seems like he's he's fairly built for the role. Very calm. Even see him, he gets he's not a very excitable guy. Um, in terms of you know in the in you know in the in the, in the box. Uh, when the camera goes to him, you know, you can see him, he's still able to be analytical. I'd be like hyper in there. I'd be the other spectrum, probably a checker, you know, hitting the window or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but he's a great personality for it, I think. He's nice and calm. Again, he'd be great in a situation where, you know, you've, you've lost in the weekend, say, for for example, to lose, and he's able to be fairly critical, probably. Like, he's very tough. I think he delivers very, uh, like, tough messages very well. I did as a captain as well. Um, but have you found like do you, do you find him great in those scenarios? I think it was kind of yeah, comes into his own those scenarios. That's it, really. as he said, like he's he's basically just still, you know, the, like he's carried his captaincy qualities. I think like a lot mm. of them cross over, and it's like a CEO of kind of like, you know, you're you have to be able to manage people and understand as well that like you're not managing with emotion. You know, you have to be kind of strategic in, in how you think and and uh, and how you talk to people as well. And I think that's probably one of his strengths. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been good to be able to play with him for that, that year, and then finally, you know, getting the coach. I think we're in a decent place at the moment as well, and we're building nicely. And 
Mm. Like there's a like ridiculous squad. Like you just the mm. the young lads coming through, you know. Like the young lads, Jesus. I know. Do you hear this? It's funny. You actually have been around a long time in terms of when you first made your debut. But as Rory mentioned, he had a couple of years where he was trying to break into the team, and you were no different. It was a couple of seasons where you only got a very small amount of game time, and then a season where you didn't play at all under Matt O'Connor before Leo came in. Yeah. Like, what was that time like for you? It must have been very difficult, you know, being in the squad. I guess getting fish hooked in training, but not you know making the breakthrough. Yeah, um, that was kind of the the period where uh, I moved to to hooker, and and uh, I was kind of between a rock and a hard place in that I couldn't leave because no one was willing to take a risk on someone who was unproven at hooker, and I wasn't getting the opportunity to play. So I was kind of thinking, you know, have I made <laughs> such a big mistake here? Blaming uh, Johnson, he doesn't know everything. No, not even that, but just, like, you know, like there's no one to blame. It was just the way it happened, and and yeah. uh, brave move, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. Just, I didn't realize it was so late. You made the move. Yeah, well, mm. it was. Yeah, it was. It was just. I it was lucky now, looking back, that I did make the move. Mm. But for those years, yeah, no, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't think I'd made. A big mistake, but um, you know, if if anything, it gave me more time to practice without um, being like out there and and blowing up. You know what I mean? Yeah, It'd yeah, be a lot worse yeah. for my confidence overall if I'd played thirty times and and had a twenty percent success rate in the lineup. You know, that so would have been a lot more for that season. Were you just training like with Leinster, practicing your throwing Tra- and no, 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 no. tackle shooting? Yeah. <laughs> no, the tackle suit was on. Right? <laughs> that never left. That was on for about five years straight. But uh, no. Well, that wasn't really like the purpose of it. It was just the way it happened. But um, no, I was I was twenty fourth man um, as it is here, traveling reserve for for two years straight, which is unbelievably frustrating. Um, uh, you know, as as anyone who's been there, you, you want to be playing. But um, like it's it was just the right of passage, and that that's the way it happened for me. And um, you know, like uh, Nuggets and Straussy and Brian played loads. You know, so like yeah. they, it wasn't. That you know, no one was getting picked. It was just that I wasn't, and uh, you know, some someone has to not get picked. So, um, I could understand why as well. You know, I hadn't really played hooker that much, and uh, I just needed to improve, and it gave me a bit of time to do it. Two international guys ahead of you, pretty yeah, tough. Yeah, 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 pretty tough. Yeah, and, and but it's Brian, isn't Brian it? The, it's amazing though in those periods in life like that. You know, again, it would have. I'm sure it felt tough, like really lonely, tough place to be. And now you've got a good pals around you. You know. Um, there's there's still difficult moments, but when you can like the habits that and the, the resilience that you build through those tough ones, I just think it, it'll that will stand to you for the rest of your rugby career. But it'll stand to you for whatever you decide to do next. That'll be my view on it. I think it's their their great moments for people to have, um, and they and they really make you. If they don't break you, they absolutely make you. You know, so um, well where it's I mean it's and it feels great when you when you all the hard work gets repaid and you get the you get you know an international cap. You know you get. Uh, Playing in a great team in Leinster at the moment, things are going well, um, and they're great moments. And uh, listen, Knocker, you're not getting off the hook here now. Yeah, we're yeah, still coming to you about Stuart Lancaster. <laughs> yeah, um, talk to us a little bit about Stuart. I mean, I'll ask you a little bit about Felipe as well afterwards and the impact he's had. But um, talk to us a little bit about Stuart, you know, because you probably, I, I, I think if I look at it, I would just love to have played, um, possibly not defensively, pretty tough position <laughs> defensively to play in that system, especially in the wide channels. Um, but talk to us a little bit about. You know the impact he's had and the impact he's had on you. It sounds like you've a good relationship with him. You're and he, and he gives you lots of feedback, does he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like personally, he he's probably had the biggest impact any coach has had on on me in my career. He just kind of 
uh, like when he came in first, he was he he put a massive emphasis on kind of building the whole character of the players, and like I wouldn't have been the the loudest one in the room by any stretch of imagination. When, Were you not? No, nah, <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly not. No. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I, I I usually am, so that's yeah, we yeah. actually go well together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he would have been very. That's what I found him very good for me. Uh, like when he came in, I think I'd made. I made my debut for Leinster against Treviso the week before he came in. And then I remember I got my first start, I think, two weeks later. And I, I, the week leading up to that game, I met, sat down with him. And uh, he was just like, I want you to say something in this team meet, or in the huddle or something today in front of the whole team as your squad. I want you to say something. Like, I'd never done this before or anything like it before. And I was like, Jesus I'm not, com- I'm not comfortable. Let's do this last yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on. Like, what am I going to say here? It's not going to make me sound stupid. Like, uh, but it's weird. Like that helps you kind of break down the barrier. I think between being intimidated by players you're playing with and training with, yeah. which shouldn't ever be the case. Like, cause that's natural though. When yeah. you when you're making making your way into the team. Oh, yeah, what did you say? Yeah, I can't remember. Like, for another round. Yeah, it wasn't a massive long speech. It was probably two or three words, but. Then like as that went on, the week after my first start, I played alright at thirteen, and that was when he was. I met him again, and he was like, "Look, I, I want I want you to be in the team again, but I think Gary Gary's going to play in the centre with Robbie. So you like do you want to play in the wing?" And I was like, "Like I haven't played in the wing much, but yeah, obviously I want to play in the wing." So that was kind of how my wing career started, and he was just through that whole season. He kind of. Would have I would have met with him a good bit and he would have kept kind of telling me what I was doing well and what I need to get better at, but the main thing was him making me talk more amongst the squad and being more of a a member like kind of a voice in the squad as you need if you're a thirteen you have to be kind of one of the most vocal in defence, mm. uh, and that's that's what I've like got found being the benefit he's brought to me anyway he's been kind of on my case to get me. To that position where now I feel comfortable in the squad, I feel comfortable saying anything kind of to anyone. Hmm. It's the way that the the except Johnny. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not Johnny. But, uh, even I'm scared of Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even playing him anymore. <laughs> well, personally, that's that's what I found the best, and for that he brought to me anyway. But in terms of the whole squad, I think it's not that he he tried create a culture or anything amongst the squad. He just kind of helped us reestablish the culture that was already there. And kind of I remember when he came in, he had a meeting about like how many people were born in Leinster and how many times certain players had played for Leinster. I think it was before one of the Monster games. And just kind of showed us like how unique a place it is, mm. that everyone's from the same place. Everyone's grown up kind of... Not everyone, obviously, there's players coming in and out. Lads but like wild lads like Ty. Yeah. I don't know how they get in the game. <laughs> <laughs> the D Fortress. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, let in a few stragglers. You've got to kill there, man. Yeah, You're yeah, just inside the pale, are you? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm inside the pale. You're all right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, which one, sorry. sorry no, yeah, he, just, he, he helped us kind of uh, like see how unique that was and kind of helped the, the squad as a whole grow and become more of a like united squad I suppose and that, that was a massive impact that he had on the squad he was more about the whole development of the whole place than just results I've, I don't know I've heard a few things like that about him um, and um, you know I'd say he's an intense bloke um, but he seems to have a really good feel for that stuff. So remember John Fogarty telling me, um, about him kind of he was, you know he was he went in and actually watched one of John's meetings and um, you know he was like, uh, look, do you mind if I you know come in and watch that? And then he gave him a bit of feedback on the stuff after, 
Um, and then he also put him in touch with you know another guy who was doing something similar over in the UK. You know, um, I think it was Graham Roundtree actually. Um, say, listen, you'd love you should you know have a talk with him and you know share ideas or whatever. But he was, again, as you say, seemed to be great with bringing whatever you know obviously feedback you know and feedback on the game and how we want to play. But it seems like he was able to bring people out of themselves a little well, bit, you know. It's funny, the more, hear those stories, the more, you know? yeah, the more you hear stories like this about how much of an impact it has, it's, it's just so weird to me to think just a couple of years ago it was him and Andy Farrell coaching England, <laughs> and it's just it's just so bizarre how rugby can change so quickly. And now here we are, three years later, and he's one of the big driving forces in Irish rugby for Joe Schmidt. Yeah, but I think there was never really. I think if you like, from from what I've gathered about him and about that time, I think he felt like, I think the role in Leinster actually is is a really it came at the perfect time for him and I think it really suits him because I think he's all about the rugby and I think he's pretty much doing the same job anyway but he's it's kind of like you know obviously Leo's the head coach um, you know and it, and it comes down to what Leo wants in a but they share a lot of responsibility from what I gather you know and, and Leo's comfortable enough in his own skin that he's able to let Stuart do his thing but I think what Stuart actually really likes listen I'm, I'm not, not that I'm putting words in his mouth I think it, it seems like he just absolutely loves the coaching part of it and he felt like as the head coach in England, he ended up getting caught up on lots of issues that he was like, I actually don't enjoy this part of it. I want, I'm a rugby man. You know, I like to coach. Um, and I'm sure, is that the impression that you you guys have gotten from? Like, that he just loves the coaching? 100%. He just yeah. loves the game. Loves uh, the chair. Yeah, yeah and, he, and yeah. if you talk to him, uh, like, it's not that he's intense about it, but you can just tell he's... I heard he's pretty intense. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not... He's it, say intense. Like, I wouldn't really... He wouldn't come across as an intense person, you know. Like, like you can actually talk to him. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, some of the uh, crazy scientists of, of the world, when, you know, they're that mad about it, you know, like, you can't really talk to them, but he's definitely, uh, like, a, a very good... People per, person people as well. Person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, heard, yeah. I've heard as much. Well, yeah. Speaking of mad scientists, and I don't want to call, believe I can't call me that exactly, but... <laughs> you can't, it was a perfect he's, segue. He's one of the greats, uh, man, honestly. You know, as a back yourself, what's it been like to work with him? Has he been coming up with, like, exciting plays, and, and what's he just like in general? Yeah, it, it, it's, like, good to have a fresh kind of voice around and stuff I, like not that it was wasn't good having Gerv around Gerv was absolutely class and he coached me from 20s the whole way up to last season so it couldn't be two different personalities man like honestly oh, I mean, yeah. you guys have probably seen a different side to Felipe I he was the best honestly I just loved Felipe <laughs> yeah no you can tell he was like, a wild man yeah. but he was bloody great like and he was so like passionate Jesus he's so passionate so smart as well like he I think he's gonna be oh, sorry you keep going there I just <laughs> yeah. completely robbed your answer no, there but right. fire away sorry uh, but no he is he, he's very funny like guy he kind of he'd be all about the basics he, he kind of dumbs it down for you and makes you kind of feel like you're overthinking everything you know what I mean he's like if you do this stay straight, catch passes, as easy as that. And, like, most of the time it is as easy as that, mm. you know what I mean? And even with the, the lines we're running, like, it's not the the moves he creates or whatever, that, and he emphasises that. That's about everyone doing their role in the move, right? And could be, like, a simple late cut off, a, a, say, run a straight line and come in late. If you do it too early, he'll make you do it again. Because it's the small details, and he'll explain it to you, and it's not like he's just feeding your lip service uh, to like this is what you need to do he'll show you it working do you know what I mean and uh, he's been like I, I've never kind of I'd never met him I'd never really heard about him obviously I'd watched him as, when I was younger but he is an entertaining character he's very easy to get on with and he's very personable as well like so Dr. Phil yeah legend. Dr. Phil uh, absolute legend I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it ah the Bristol one we were surfaced yeah. didn't yeah. it because <laughs> I mentioned I think I think Jamie uh, he slipped put it up there on like 
and he has loads of ones like it's like I remember him doing one of these ones. I think it was I actually think it was Wasp see like after after he scored, uh I think we'd given them a good good old trouble in the RDS and uh he got a block down, I think it was, and scored a try at him. <laughs> like no one else. He was doing this one to the crowd and I was saying, like, Jesus, like I'd be so embarrassed doing <laughs> <laughs> I it's not cool enough to do it anyway, first of all, but he loads of those moments. I remember the one, the Argentine one, I was telling you about that one. Really? You know, I mean, it's, like, he's just a character. Great guy. I'm Great guy. On the subject of coaches, I know you guys were both in the summer tour with Joe Schmidt in Ireland in 2017. Mm. I think it was a very important tour, you know, in hindsight, given that there were so many young players now who were so prominent in the team. And I know Joe possibly could have been involved with the line to some capacity, but wanted to kind of help mould that next generation. So like, what was that summer like? Was it very intense as Joe tried to kind of make, have one eye in the World Cup, perhaps? Uh, I think, like, the level of intensity in Irish camp doesn't really change. Like whether you're, you're playing, um, like you know, a, a lower tier team or you're playing the best team in the world. Like the the weeks prep and just the environment in general when you arrive in there is exactly the same. Um, it's definitely like Laco uh, said, like kind of touched on it earlier. When you go in there for the first time, it's a bit of a shock. Now I would have been lucky that I caught the kind of tail end of Joe uh, before he left, so I would have had a taster for it, but. Even then, it's still a bit of a shock because you're going back into it. Um, he tries to shock as well. Yeah, I think. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like just to get a jolt out of people. Yeah. I think uh, it's good though because, like, again, mm. you're you. It's where you want to be, you know. And like, you're sitting there in your room, kind of like studying, making sure you know absolutely <laughs> everything, just because, like, you know, you have to know everything about every player, and you know what foot they like step off, and mm. you know if they take it like box kicking with what foot, and you know if they take a, t- a step or two steps or. You know all that sort of thing, but um, as I said, like it doesn't actually change who where who you're playing. You know, it doesn't matter who you're playing; it's always going to be the same. Um, but it hard to build that culture. Like, yeah. I think that's what you see with like with his Leinster team and his Irish team, even his Claremont team before. Like the consistency is there. There's a reason the consistency is there. I think. Yeah. Like well, I think it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. and to touch on on your on your question, the like the tour is like unbelievable experience and like. Yeah, like the likes of James Ryan, you know, like I didn't really know him before then because he hadn't really played with Leinster at all. He hadn't Amazing. played with Leinster. And all these Michaels lads, it's, it's sad to um, see. Places <laughs> gone to the, Leinster's gone to the dogs, I tell you. It's going again, to have to be dogs. Lo- <laughs> yeah, as you said, there's loads of guys who got chances, um, in, including myself. And, and like, that's what you want to be. You want to be like representing your country and, um, you know, and, and like that's, that's what we all strive for. So to be able to do that is unbelievable, and especially in like that tour was incredible you know where we got to go in the world on top of you know playing in those kind of games and Rory for you being in there properly this time I guess with a view to getting a cap was it a lot different to your experience when you were there before the World Cup yeah yeah I think so it, it when you're in uh, when you're in as like a, a young lad kind of holding bags and helping out you're not gonna be getting given out as much or you're not gonna they're not expecting you to know everything do you know what I mean whereas I remember my first day going into camp I wasn't training for some reason but uh like straight away it was like I expect you to know all these plays that like I'd never ran before it's like I expect you to know them by tomorrow and I was like oh jeez this is sad whatever and like <laughs> so that what? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Go again? laughs> yeah exactly and like that was that's just the level in there that you kind of expect to know and as as Tracy said about the preparation that was what really struck me was it didn't matter who you were playing you prepared for them as if they were like so like one of the top teams in the world didn't matter if, if they hadn't got the best results or whatever you had to know each player what foot they stepped off and if you if you messed up say like some player steps 
predominantly off his left. If you got done on your inside shoulder from a left foot step, you'd hear about it for the next week in camp. Do you know what I mean? He does a good thing as well. He does the. I'm sure he still does it, but he'll pick out like I remember playing as like Romania in the World Cup, and he like picked out two of their guys, and he'd obviously got clips from I don't know where, but they were shredding like it was in probably in their local league or whatever. You know what I mean? And he was like, these boys, I'm telling you, if you're not on your game, they'll make absolute mugs of you. And we were like, Jesus, these actually, these lads are pretty good. I remember talking to, uh, I think it was uh, Owen Toolan maybe at the time. I don't know who, maybe it was Vinny actually. Um, one of the video analysts and he was like, yeah, he got me to dig up like literally the, like I don't know where I found the footage, but it was <laughs> like these unbelievable moments like of these two lads who were, you know, obviously, you know, average, like bang average. <laughs> but we were to go into the game and Jesus, actually, we better be on our game. But he's great at that. And yeah. I think it's psychologically... He's really good at picking things to spark the fire in you to work really hard and to he I think he's really great for me. I always think I've been able to give you an understanding of how important the, the collective is, where you fit in, understanding your role and delivering on that role and how important it is to the team. Um and I think he's great at stoking a fire in everyone on the team saying, like, these guys you have to respect everyone. Like these guys, you know, they could do that to you if you're not prepared, if you don't do your homework on them. And do, do you find him, like, I, I find he always has these moments, like the first night in camp, you know, he might have given you moves when you do a two-day camp, but you're expected to know the moves the first night you come in. Yeah. It is pandemonium. And everyone is like, he's, and you feel like you're, you, you could go home, I'm, <laughs> your first night in camp, you could mess up a few moves and you're like, I'm, I'm dropped. I'm dropped. <laughs> we were literally doing it outside the meeting room. There's a little bar out. there. Yeah. Like, you're, there's about 20, you can't fit in, in like, you can barely squeeze in, you're throwing these like, you know, like one yard passes to each other. But if your line is off, if you're in the wrong position, he he's like, that's it, you're gone. Like he'll he'll chuck you out of the thing. Sounds like fun. <laughs> no, but it, like honestly, you're told, you're like, like all my hard work, I've just played unbelievable for Leinster for like ten games before I come in here. Am I dropped already from like a you know, you're in this random hallway doing these moves. It's I it, presume that hasn't changed. No, I think it's a great it's way of yeah. like it sets, sparking sets the group. The tone of intensity, you know, like yeah. you can really like you can't describe it well enough until you're in there, but like until you get dropped. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's you know yeah. the there's lads who've been in there and have like hundred caps and you can tell like they're not comfortable. No. You know what I mean? like, they're just as uncomfortable as the new guy because they know that they'll get it. You know if they get to move wrong or yeah. don't step in at the right time and and yeah. I think that's like what drives everyone on and the, the level of detail um, is what makes Ireland so successful. So it's a lot different to Leinster, all right? Like, even though, like, Leinster's at a, this level, is that, is going into that Irish camp another level again? It's different. It's yeah. different. It's the only way to say, like, it, it's, it's two different kind of, like, philosophies. Um, I think the, the opposition changes. Like, we play a lot of teams, like, throughout the season. You, you kind of remember their traits and stuff and, and we generally use the same plays each week, whereas, well, not they change, obviously, from week to week, but not massively. It'd be kind of a variation on each move. Whereas what I found in, in national camp is that there's, like, a new set of plays from pretty much every team, and every team... Like, it's because he's got, he's got too much time on his hands. Though. He is <laughs> rugby fanatic. Like, he is literally thinking of every single team. Like, he... Isn't he, like... Sorry, you're about to say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, like... I think it's because he's got so much time on his hands. I do. I really. I think is in like he just loves it. I'd say he'd much rather be doing. If it wasn't the biggest job in the country, I he'd feel like rather the moves change a lot with Leinster though as well week on week when. But they're probably variations. Like you, uh, like sorry, I get you. You probably introduce a new one for a few weeks down the line. You say okay, you know, and then we're gonna actually tee them up this week. It's the same. Yeah. That that's never changed in rugby. You're gonna like have we're doing this move, you know, the week before, but we know that we have. 
we're going to show them the exact same picture, but actually it's going here. So they're going to go, they're going to do that move. And then, oh, that's them doing the move. And all of a sudden it's different. That's, that's kind of, I think the same thing kind of applies a lot. I think Joe, the reason I think there's so many moves and there's so many different things because he's so well prepared for each one, it's because he's got the time to do it. You know, I, I, that'd be my view on it. I think you've got, because he's got between November and the and end of January to prepare for five teams. And the defensive, you know, unless the defence coach changes, you kind of know what, kind of how they're going to defend. Do you, not, do you, do you think or no? Yeah, Am I wrong? I, I, I agree and I don't agree. I, I just think, I think it's more, Jesus in my opinion, I, <laughs> I just think, in my opinion, it's more of a, like a philosophy thing and that, like, that's, uh, like, how Joe, like, gets successes. He knows that, like, if this is, the the game plan and if you do this he's worked out that like this guy won't fold if you do this and then this hole will open up here what i think say like Stuart and leo's kind of philosophy on it is a bit different in that and um, we we have our our plays obviously but it's more about kind of unstructured attack yeah. um, oh, sorry i've heard about the yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah like, exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's more about unstructured attack sorry, so yeah, yeah. It, it it's kind of but like you're, two, you're two still different ways of looking at it. Yeah, no, no, no. We are, yeah, we are. Yeah. We definitely we put we definitely put effort into mm. our starter plays, but it, it's definitely more time put towards unstructured, um, with yeah, yeah. with Stewart's kind of philosophy, and that's like just how again, like there's no like right way to do it, but I think it's just two different ways. Interesting. And that's how they'd vary, in my opinion, anyway. But it's funny, Rory, because obviously Luke and James would have dealt with Joe in his Leinster days, and when you got to deal with him, he'd already built up this massive reputation, I guess, as what he was like as a coach. Like, did it live up to what you, the hype or what you thought it would be or how tough it would be? Yeah, I'd, I'd been prepared for it. Like, <laughs> if a good few lads said to me before, when I when I got announced in that squad, um, kind of lads are saying, you, you'll, be, you'll enjoy the three weeks, you'll be nice, relaxing three weeks, which obviously sarcasm so, but, uh, <laughs> no like I, I was ready for it it was still a bit of a shock it was just a different style of coaching and I'd never I'd never experienced it but I think it's it's a good way to have a national team as the standard is set from day one of what you need to get get to, to play and there's no guarantees you're going to play even if you're on tour you have to be able to meet this standard and he set that stall out quite early and the interesting thing about that tour is uh, there was a couple of coaches who came in for like a week I think Ronald Gary was in there for a week like not that many Irish players have got to work under him. What was he like, or what could you tell us about him as a coach? Like, yeah, he he was in more so. Uh, he, he didn't do much coaching. I actually trained in the centre with him for most of that week. Which, <laughs> yeah, he was a good crack. Running the deal, he is, he's a, he's a great fella, isn't yeah. he? He's yeah, great yeah, funny no, rog, yeah. He was good crack, but his he'd come in and out and kind of even me defending with him. Like he wouldn't have defended as twelve much, but he'd be giving me kind of insights of that was. You're going too far outside him. You're leaving too much space for the twelve to cover. I don't know if that's every twelve or just him playing twelve. But <laughs> uh, the legs weren't what they yeah. used to be. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, like it, it was great, great crack being in there with him, and uh, he kind of understood the the intensity of camp and and was a mm. a good lad to chat to to kind of get feedback off him in a more relaxed sort of. Way, do you know what I mean? I think that was half a learning thing for him as well, though. Yeah, wasn't it, yeah I think so. Like, you yeah. know, he was going in to get a feel for, like, I think. It's like you before the World Cup getting a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I'd say it is. Like, that's, I mean, lots of coaches say, it was, like, I mean, Felix Jones spent a lot of time with Joe. Uh, Joe was a lot of time for him, and you can see how good a coach he's becoming. Um, and I think he's lots of time. You see lots of different coaches coming in to learn from him all the time. Like, like kind of people you, you wouldn't expect. You're kind of saying, oh, really? But uh, I think Brad Thorne came back in and watched him coaching a little bit as well. And you'd imagine all those people stay in contact, you know, that's yeah, you're exactly, learning from yeah. one of the 
I think he's one of the greats, you know. Um, and I'm sure himself and Stuart would have definitely, you know, would. Now I'm sure as you said, different philosophies, but I'm sure they have a lot of a lot of basics are still very similar in the game. Definitely a lot of things. I, I would say they get on well. Like, those two. I'd, I'd be surprised it didn't. The majority too. things cross mm. over in in their philosophies, mm. but there's definitely a few. De- sorry, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the point is that like, I would imagine that the lines of communication. I would say that was probably more learning experience yeah. for Raj but he's very knowledgeable in the game he's a very smart guy Raj you know as you, I'm sure you can imagine you know he's very thoughtful on it as well he'd be a great guy he's a great guy to have been around you know you'll get you pick up one per, one thing from that person yeah, who's exactly. played a hundred and however many times for Ireland you know they're they're great guys to, 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 to be around but uh, talk to us a little bit about it as well you're uh, you're quite heavily involved in charity work as well uh, talk to us a little bit about that uh, yeah so I'm uh, MS Ireland uh, ambassador so how that came about is uh, my sister was diagnosed with MS, uh, I think it maybe two and a half years ago now. Um, so that was an obvious uh, yeah. lead for me to go in there. Um, so she's had a few ups and downs with that and um, she's actually uh, about to go in for a rough kind of course of chemo. She oh, she's ar- she got a disease through uh, a drug called Lemtrada to try to get rid of the MS and it's killed her kidneys and she's had a few... She's poor team. Yeah, well. we're a few knots back, yeah, but geez, um, she's been doing really well, and uh, she's hoping to this will get rid of that disease, and she can get new kidneys and continue her life. But uh, she's been she was the reason that anyway to get me in and uh, really show me the, the the great work they do in there. And um, how have you found that? I mean, do you enjoy getting your kind of because you actually seem quite hands on, isn't you get involved in all the campaigns? Yeah, no, they're well. really good, and, and and you mm. know, and, and she gets involved as well. Um, they get on to us, and and if either of us can do it in our in our, uh, in our schedules, we do. Like she, her kind of outlet is. Uh, is horse riding so that's what she does like she's lunatic like she has a you were a horse rider as well were you not I did because seen of her a picture of being John John John. <laughs> <laughs> because I was going to horse shows every weekend might as well get involved yeah why not, why um, not? Yeah. but yeah back in the day I hung up the saddle around oh, yeah. 13 <laughs> <laughs> not, so a pretty, not a pretty slight being joppers I tell you that <laughs> so you were a horse rider uh, a prop as well yeah. would you believe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, lads you've been so generous with your time Rory James thanks so much for joining thanks, us thanks lads cheers cheers thanks for having us that's all we have time for in the left wing this week. We will be back next week with another podcast. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you so much for listening and goodbye.